Welcome to a special edition of Mid-South Viewpoint. I'm Rick Terrence, sitting in for our friend Byron Tyler, who asked me if I could jump in for a couple of days and share some conversations I've been having lately, as I recently jumped into the realm of podcasting. Yes, I took a little dip into the pool of podcasting, and I call it the Affirming Words Podcast. And I've been inviting some friends and people that I've known from a previous chapter of my life to come on with me and read from the book of Proverbs, and then go wherever the conversation takes us. So years ago, I met a man from England who came to Memphis, and he challenged me to speak the word. And he said it would change my life. And it did. In fact, I even created a series for a record label in Nashville called Words of Encouragement. But I think he left an important part out of the equation. And my guest today actually brought this to my attention during the last year. And that is, speak the word, yes, but also renew your mind. Then your life will not just be changed, it'll be transformed. Well, here's an excerpt from a recent podcast with my friend and author, Rick Osborne. Our guest today is best-selling author and speaker Rick Osborne, who focuses on transformation through discipleship. And the books he's written and co-authored have sold over 10 million copies worldwide. That's what I call mailbox money, but we won't talk about that today. He's written uh, books for, like, Focus on the Family. He uh, wrote The Five Love Languages for Kids. He's written with Dr. John Trent, Josh McDowell, Dr. Tom Blackaby, Dr. Gary Chapman. If you want to co-write a book with Rick, you have to be a doctor. And uh, two of his latest books, At Work Within and Love's Transformation, are helping Christians abide in Christ and transform their lives. Today, Rick Osborne is going to help us go through Proverbs chapter 2. And uh, how should we how should we proceed on this before? Uh, and then we'll 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 talk about other things as we go along. But can I give my story about the book of Proverbs first? So yes, tell us your Proverbs story. When I got I came to the Lord just before my nineteenth birthday, and um, the first time that I was uh, uh, drunk and stoned was when I was twelve and thirteen, uh, respectively. And uh, my teenage years were that of rebellion and just a blur. So by the time I got saved, I it was safe to say that I was not very wise. <laughs> I did not. I, I just really did not understand a whole lot of anything about the basics of life. Or matter of fact, the first thing that needed to happen when I got saved was I needed to have my mind healed because of the overdosing and stuff like that that I'd been through. And one of the first things that the Lord showed me to do was there's 31 chapters in Proverbs, 30 or 31 days in a more 28 days in a month. And what you do is just take one chapter of Proverbs and meditate on it on the day of the week. If you miss, you know, you'd miss the 25th and it's the 26th. Now you go to chapter, you go to chapter 26 and you just do that. I did that Rick, faithfully for years. And I would meditate on it and I would pray and the Lord would give me wisdom for life and understanding. And it changed my life. Any young person, any young Christian that that wants is is wanting to grow up into life, into business, into marriage, into anything. I super recommend because the wisdom of Solomon, the wisdom of God is in that book. And when you meditate on it on a regular basis like that. It gives you the wisdom that you need. As you know, I went on 
to have enough wisdom and understanding in my life to, you know, have a life <laughs> and not only have a life, have a life that really counted and impacted and is still impacting people around the world. And uh, the foundation of that, where God started me, the book of Proverbs. Wow. Yeah, I don't recall being too very wise when I was a young man either. <laughs> Settle down. So one of the things that I had on my heart this morning was to go to verse 6. For the Lord gives wisdom. From his mouth come knowledge and understanding. Sometimes we get this idea that, you know, you read Proverbs and you, you find that pithy, that pithy saying. And, you know, you just you, you grab it and sort of try and remember it when it's applicable. But the word there gives wisdom takes us back to um, Kings, first Kings, where the writer of, of the person who wrote most of Proverbs, Solomon, you know, God appeared to him in a dream and said, what do you want? And he said, well, I want wisdom and discernment to lead your people. I'm just a kid. What do I know about these things? And God said, well, because you've asked for wisdom and discernment and not asked for, you know, your victory over your enemies or riches or any of these other things, I will give you wisdom like no one else I've ever done before. And the word give there is the same word in the Hebrew. He gave Solomon wisdom. He gives wisdom. So Solomon's letting us know that in Proverbs here that God gave him wisdom. That's not just a one-time thing. That's an open invitation. And it's not just about, see, in the, in, the, in the New Testament, it talks about us renewing our minds and getting to the place where we're walking in something called that 1 Corinthians First Corinthians uh, one, uh, sorry, two sixteen says that we have the mind of Christ. So that mind is our thoughts, our will, our emotions, our intellect, everything. So the mind of Christ, Jesus said in Matthew twelve forty two, he said, you know, people when when Solomon was around. People came from all over the place. The Queen of Sheba came and saw him because of his great wisdom. And he said, there's one greater than Solomon here. So the invitation for us to be given wisdom is actually fulfilled in Christ, who is made unto us wisdom. So the fact that it's not about just gluing on some principles and going through life and banging into walls and then saying, hey, I need some wisdom here and just getting that little drip. It's about him giving it to us, giving his us his mind, his intellect. These things are fulfilled in Christ. And Solomon here, or the Spirit of God through Solomon, shows us that invitation. The one who said, heard from God, I give you wisdom. He's saying, I give, God gives wisdom. So that means it's on the inside of us. It becomes who we are. So the wisdom that Solomon walked in, and even greater wisdom for every area of our lives, is given to us in Christ. That's a lot to chew on. So for those of us who uh, have been living in the echoes of the past and, and remembering our more unwise seasons of our life that may have led to certain circumstances along the way, and maybe speak negatively to ourselves, I don't know, I'm not talking about anybody I know personally, who, who may uh, say, ah, you dummy, you know, or you can never figure this out, or... Why do you always make all these bad choices? What would be a better what would be a better use of our spoken word in light of what you just told us about 
Christ giving us wisdom? Well, we need we need to put in our mouths what what the Lord would say. We need to renew our mind, put his word in our mouth, because his word cooperates with the wisdom that he gives us. The foundation of the wisdom that he gives us is in his word. And the application of it is what he's giving to us in that moment. So the more we renew our minds with his word, the more that we walk in the wisdom that he's given us. For instance, down below in this proverb, it talks about the adulterous woman. And, you know, Proverbs talks about this. It says that we're supposed to be faithful to the wife of our youth or the woman to the husband of her youth, right? And it says here that if you've embraced wisdom, you've been given wisdom by God and understanding, right, discernment, then you will say no to that to this situation. You'll say no to the wayward woman. Well, we know that if you if you if you're thinking in the old man and you're thinking thoughts about other women, right? which isn't wise, which isn't loving, which isn't righteous, right? Then when that woman or that opportunity comes, it's like, whoop, (laughs) you know, because you've been thinking it in here, the bait's already in your brain, right? But when wisdom is part of who you are and you see in God's word that it says we're supposed to be satisfied on the what you know, with our wife's drink from your own cistern, my friend. Exactly. So, and we we take that wisdom and we understand it. We understand that the Bible says that it destroys our life when we do otherwise. And long term, it's always better to, to to take the relationship that you have and build it and grow it and love. Well, that becomes what you the way you think, and it replaces those other thoughts of other women in your brain. So the wisdom, he gives it to you, that wisdom, that understanding, that discernment, he gives it to you and you become grounded in that. So now when the opportunity comes, it's like, no, thanks. I understand where that road goes. And I know where the blessing of God is. And that's in the marriage that I have. So you can see it's it's not just in, oh, yes, I know that the Bible says that that's not right tack on that piece of wisdom and try and live by it. No, it's him giving you the wisdom, you becoming it in your understanding, in your discernment, in your thoughts. So you are putting on the mind of Christ. You are putting on his wisdom that he's given you by reading the word of God and letting it renew your mind. And in that, you get given all of that. Wow. And, you know, that's uh, kind of it, – it can be difficult to do if you've been feeding your mind with uh, – I'm guessing – I've never read a romance novel, but I'm getting, guessing romance novels would could lead somebody to having thoughts or uh, certainly the movies that we see or even nowadays just the regular sitcoms. You know, there are lifestyle choices that are now presented uh, as options that, according to Proverbs, are not wise. Exactly. And what we know that in Christ – we the old man is actually dead the old us the old fallen man is dead died in the waters of baptism nailed to the cross right we agreed with it when we got water baptized so don't we'll, feed the zombies is what you're saying feed the zombies what we're doing now is we're putting off the old man and the echo of the way we learned life and we're putting on Christ putting on his wisdom jesus this is such an amazing verse jesus has been made unto us wisdom Okay, 1 Corinthians 2.16, Jesus has been made unto us wisdom, made unto us. In other words, he is our wisdom, righteousness, 
He is our righteousness. Sanctification or holiness and the growth of us growing up into that is from him. He's already paid for it. And redemption, full redemption in every single area of our lives. In other words, redeemed to the point like it's like we were never in sin. And you need to know that, like when we talked about the the adulterous woman, right, that anybody in here who's gone down those roads or any roads of sin and unwise behavior, the Lord, you're, you're not, you're not condemned. You're not, you know, Proverbs is pretty strong about it, that it will destroy your life. But in Christ Jesus, he, that ends with redemption. It always ends with redemption, wisdom, righteousness, sanctification, and redemption. And he always calls us to wisdom and then his righteousness, and he sanctifies us, and he redeems us. No matter where you are and what you've been through or how many mistakes you've made, you can start again right now, because he's already died to forgive you for everything that you've done. He died for every sin, past, present, and future. Every single one is already under the blood of Jesus. All you need to do is say, Lord Jesus, forgive me for that. And I know, because the Lord spoke to me about this this, this morning, that there's some people in here that feel that you've been disqualified somehow for walking in the completeness of what God has for you because of past failures, mistakes, uh, I'm not smart enough, um, whatever it is. And the Lord specifically wanted me to say, and it might just be for not even people that are here, but people that are listening later, you are not disqualified. What you need to do is start embracing his wisdom and his righteousness and let him take you there by grace. And he will take you into sanctification. In other words, transform you, change who you are on the inside and on the outside. And he will redeem every part of your life, no matter what's happened up to this particular point. First Corinthians 2.16. Wow. Well, I'll receive that because, you know, there has been a long, you know, part of my story. But for those uh, tuning into the podcast, nearly 20 years ago, I went through a business crash and it was Ultimately, my own fault led up to a lot of bad decisions. And in my mind, it was public and humiliating. I used to produce a, you know, a nationally syndicated radio show. It was actually on in 23 countries. And so it was kind of like I had this position or level, you know what I mean? You know, people actually returned my phone calls back then. And then when everything <laughs> went, went smash, you know, it was crash and burn. And I just went into this deep, dark depression, you know, Lord, where are you? And, and I think I wept for a year, honestly. But along the way, I thought, I've lost my position. I am no longer qualified. I am just ashamed. It was so much rooted in so much past baggage that happened even before that in my life. It just, it's like, you know, I hit a point where just not only the facade came crumbling down, but the whole building came crumbling down. And it was, I remember I would wake up in the mornings and go, my, how the mighty have fallen. What shall become of me? And that feeling of disqualification. And then I would also hear an echo of a scripture saying, the gifts and the calling are irrevocable. And I'll ask you, does that apply to me? If I was called as a 21-year-old man, did my failure along the way screw me up so bad that God's going to say, no, next, I'm going I'm to call Rick Osborne since Rick Tarrant screwed up so bad. Uh, it doesn't disqualify you. There's one thing consistently, and I've... Um, that that disqualifies you in the word of God. And that is relying on yourself and your own ability for your salvation. When Paul talks about disqualify, disqualification, when he talks about 
Um, you know, not being able to, go, you know, if you go past this certain point or you do these certain sins, you were, you know, in every single case, or let's say in 80% of those cases, he, he is in the rest, he's alert, he's alluding to it. But the context is he's talking about like he did with the Galatians, you know, where they were going, they'd received the grace of Jesus. They were saved and being saved, being transformed by grace through faith. And they were going back under the law and thinking they could accomplish it themselves. So in Galatians, the same book, he says, Rick, Paul says, the Holy Spirit by Paul says, having begun in the spirit, do you think that you're made perfect? In other words, your salvation, your transformation is fulfilled in the flesh? Rhetorical question. How stupid is that? We're brought in by grace. We're transformed by grace. And it's the devil who tells us, Rick, you screwed up so bad that you can't get back. And as soon as you receive the lie, what you're saying is that your performance is what makes you right with God, what you did or didn't do, not what Jesus did or didn't do. And you've taken yourself back under the law and out of grace. And the Bible says that you've fallen. We hear this in country songs, fallen from grace. And they usually use it in the context of, in other words, I sinned. Fallen from grace in Galatians doesn't mean that. Fallen from grace doesn't mean you sinned. It means you've started to rely on the law and your ability to get yourself transformed and not on the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. That's powerful. And you need to remember that everyone who thinks I'm disqualified because I did or didn't do, if the grace of God got you in, what makes you think that the grace of God doesn't get you through? If the grace of God got you in, what makes you think that your behavior, in other words, okay, say it this way. If what you did didn't get you into the kingdom, it's what Jesus did, right? What makes you think that what you do or don't do removes you from the kingdom? So in other words, we're not that powerful. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, Jesus I'm- says, Jesus said, that no one can take you out of, he said, it's my father who keeps you and no one can take you out of his hand because no one's more powerful than him. Who is his hand? Jesus. No one can take you out of the hand of God once you're in Christ. What happens is, and the warning is, is when we start thinking it's up to us, our ability, our ability to please God, stuff like that. Now, he wants us to be righteous. He's made unto us wisdom and righteousness, but we grow in his righteousness by a gift of God. Philippians 2.13 says that we can, and 12 and 13 say that we can take our salvation to completion or perfection because, why? Because he's at work within us. His spirit comes in us. He's at work within us, causing us to want to do and do his good pleasure. So we continue, like it says in Galatians, we got in by grace we continue to grow by grace. We never stop to look at ourselves and our performance. We always keep our eyes on Jesus being transformed into his image by his grace. So you got me preaching now. <laughs> I thought we were just going to read through the book of, of uh, chapter of Proverbs. <laughs> no, that's good. So, so it, it, let me, you felt like your word specifically today was for those who feel like they've screwed up and been disqualified. Yes. Then let's so I'm 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 listening just happened to, you know, a friend told me to listen to this podcast. I'm listening to your words today. Uh man, I've 
screwed up so bad you don't even want to know, and I'm humbly coming before the Lord saying, okay, put me back in the game, coach. You talk a lot about doing mashups, and we talk a lot about speaking the word. What would you advise to someone who says, I want to get back on this path? I want to get wisdom again. I want to get back to what I was called to do. And Well, it's, it's first of all that prayer, just coming to the Lord and saying, Lord, um, I messed up. But your word says that if, if I do, I can come to you. First, first John 1, 9, I can come to you and you forgive me and you cleanse me from all unrighteousness. Don't forget that part. He didn't say he'd just forgive you. He said he'd cleanse you from the unrighteousness, the thoughts, the, 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 the ways, the things that you've been doing. He's promised to cleanse you, your life from them, take you into wisdom, righteousness, sanctification, and redemption. So start with that prayer and trust him to take that brokenness and that sin out of your life. Jesus said, who the son sets free is free indeed. And he was referring to sin. You are free from sin. You don't have to walk under it anymore. Trust him to take you out. That's the first step. The second step is start getting into the word of God and getting into community, start being encouraged by others and start getting the word of God back into your heart, building you up. Proverbs, building you up, the wisdom of Jesus, building you up, renewing your mind, right? Start growing in Christ again. Get excited about the fact that he's saying to you right now, step up, son, step up, daughter. I've got amazing things for you, and it's not too late. Start your life new today. Get into his word, get into prayer, get into fellowship. If you could do it here with Rick's group, you know, I'm not saying do this instead of church. If you've got a church you could go to that's going to feed you and they understand, go there as well. But tune in to Rick's group and start renewing your mind. And quit hanging around the people that don't know the difference between a trail or a tumbleweed. Yeah, back to, back to Proverbs chapter 2. Um, you will automatically not be like those people anymore because you are taking the mind of Christ. And I'm saying those people, I'm not separating. There's one group. We're all redeemed. We, Jesus died for us all, right? So even the people that Proverbs is talking about are the, are the wicked people. Those are people that he's reaching out to and wants to say, have, has the same message to them, redeem them as well. No matter where you're at, Jesus is your answer because he died not just to forgive your sins, but to transform you and your life. So step one, pray, repent, get back on the path to get into community. The, the purpose for Christian community is to help us to grow in Christ, help us to renew the mind, right? That's one of the reasons why I recommend your community, Rick, is because this is what you do here. <laughs> what's, what's the mantra? <laughs> Go ahead, say speak, it. Uh, speak the word, renew your mind, transform your life. <laughs> so if I wanted to create uh, a mashup in the in the area of, let's say, okay, I've been kind of unwise, I want to get wise. What, what, what's I know you teach in this and you transform you, but uh, for those who don't know your your uh, recommended process, what, what would be a, at least a beginner's guide to speaking the truth about my mind? Well, start with start with what we talked about today. Start with Jesus being made unto you wisdom, righteousness, sanctification, and redemption. That's in 1 Corinthians 2.16. Um, go to Romans 12, verse 1 and 2, and where it says that you are to present yourself a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God. Start speaking what the word of God speaks, what the word of God says about you 
embrace it and make that the truth. Take the Proverbs. This is a great place to be this month where Rick goes through the book of Proverbs. Take the Proverbs. And when it talks about getting wisdom, getting understanding, the Lord giving it to you, embrace it. Grab the verses out of there that say he's giving you wisdom. And, you know, you need to put it in your mouth. You need to speak it. You need to hear it. And and start start just writing the verses down that speak to you and going to God and saying, you know, exactly the process that Rick says. Write it, write it down, go to God, get him to speak to you about it, where he's applying it to your life. He, you know, reply to him, let him reply back to you and start making that journal and start using the word of God to change the way you think, because he's given you the wisdom in Christ. But the way you get from here to there is by getting yourself in God's word and in community. So you're changing the way you think so that you're putting on Christ or putting on the mind of Christ. I've often thought of the analogy of um, a tuning fork, the A note of a tuning fork, the number of cycles is 440 cycles per second. That little tuning fork is vibrating, right? I've always thought that if that represents the Lord's frequency and we're, we're down here on A flat, or maybe we're, you know, all the way over on C or D, and we're not even close to God's uh, tuning, but that reading and speaking the word begins to dial our, our own frequency closer to his to get us in, a, in alignment with our thinking. And I have found, and believe me, I, I don't have this in the bag. I mean, I can, in, a, in an instant, some of the echoes can come out of my mouth, but I'm also delighted like the other day, I was running some errands, and uh, I found myself basically prophesying to myself of who I am in the Lord. And it was like with, with great vigor and energy, and you know what I mean? It was like I, I was preaching to myself is what I was doing. You know, Isaiah I have the mind of Christ. I, you, beg your pardon? Isaiah fifty nine twenty one. the Holy Spirit was coming out of your mouth, accompanied by the word. And he was, he was strengthening you in it and showing you his presence in it. That's a new covenant promise, Isaiah 59, 21, that the Holy Spirit and his word will never depart out of our mouths. Well, I hope you enjoyed our time with my friend Rick Osborne from our recent conversation on the Affirming Words podcast. He's certainly poured into my life in the last year, and I am definitely the better for it. Just ask my wife. His website is rick-osborne.com. That's rick-osborne.com. And I highly recommend his book called At Work Within, Be Transformed into All God Created You to Be. I want to thank Byron Tyler for inviting me to step in for him on this edition of Mid-South Viewpoint. So for Byron Tyler, I am Rick Tarrant, and I leave you with this. Speak the word, renew your mind, transform your life.